Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is Reservations, and I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Garrett Cthulhu. <laughs> are you are you Cthulhu's son? Uh, yeah. Or or are you who H.P. Lovecraft desire, uh, decided to base Cthulhu on? Yeah, he saw he saw a birthmark on my side, and he goes, "Oh, that'd be a cool idea for a monster." And I go, "That's rude, man. That's rude. That's rude." HP. Uh, I get royalties, right? Yeah. Guess what? No. No? He dipped out? Yeah. Well, yeah, as we learn in Supernatural, he dies. Yeah. Hey, HP. <clears throat> Rude. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's back. I'm back. <clears throat> um, we hope everyone enjoyed the solo episode. I didn't uh, listen to it. Uh, I didn't have internet, so I didn't. It was, uh, it was hard to do. Um, it was hard to make the little video. Mainly because I was worried I wasn't hitting the right thing. I was rambling I, so much. I, I, I you, think you, you were rambling? So your your portion was probably only about, after I edited out six minutes worth of stuff like you told me to. Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. Can you just edit all it this was probably about Yours was probably about nine minutes long. No, it was still... So you did about 40 minutes by yourself? I think I did over. 30 oh, okay. by myself. That's pretty good. Um, that's, see, it... So you want to know why my other podcast didn't make it? That's, That's why. why. It's now, hard to... It's just hard to not But have now it. that I have you here, did you like Limelight? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, granted, it's only the second movie I've seen of Charlie Chaplin where he talks. Yeah. You know, um... The first being the great dictator. God, and that that hair is <gasps> oh. great. It's, that's, that's his white hair. It's beautiful. Dude, um... And, uh, sorry, everyone. I just ate and now my throat's closing up (laughs) Uh, with phlegm. Um, no, yeah, I I loved it. I I thought it was really funny. Um, I thought it was really heartbreaking at times, but, uh, all around great. Like what we were texting about the part I laughed the hardest on was him and Buster Keaton. Right. Yeah. Together. It's so funny. It's the classic silent film stuff that they were doing. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I love like when Buster Keaton hits the piano, all his music falls down. He's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's classic stuff, man. It's so funny. Um, well, I was kind of quoting it the other day to Ashley. I was telling her about the whole when he's impersonating plants. Yeah, and uh, I think I did it pretty well when he's like, "Oh, and this is a Japanese tree," and he like does that. Uh-huh. Ashley laughed really hard, and I was like, "Oh." She was like, that's really funny. I was like, well, it was Charlie Chaplin. you got to see the movie. Like, you have to. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, and I think this is a good... I feel like I said it when we did our Sunset Boulevard episode. Mm. This is another really good gateway black and white film. Because at times I forgot it was black and white. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just... It's, it's so if, good. If black and white bothers you, I think <clears throat> that... Yeah. Yeah, black and white bothers you. Like, this is a good gateway to kind of being okay with it. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny how Charlie got free labor out of his kids. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, and, oh, and I recognized Geraldine immediately. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's Geraldine. Yeah. Uh, what a phenomenal actress she is. Oh, yeah. Um, Multilingual <clears throat> actress. I just uh, I just started following the Criterion collection on Instagram, and they were sharing something about a film she had done, I think, in the 80s. And I was like, oh, I want to see that, but it's only on the Criterion channel. Ah, 
And I don't feel like paying $50 for subscription service. No. I already pay them enough money. I know, right? Because <laughs> you just got the Blind Swordsman. Uh, oh, and I know how it's pronounced. It's uh, Zatoichi. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's good pronunciation. I had to drastically look that up. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking um, of, thank you for reminding me. I'm going to pull up IMDb real quick so I can get names correct. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so everyone's so Jeremy's back from his uh, his week-long uh, Titanic cruise. That's right. Um, you know, I was even though I've been giving Ashley a hard time, had we actually gone with y'all, uh-huh. we wouldn't have had an episode. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, I mean, so... I mean, it works out for the fan, Zach. Yes, it works out for Zach. It works out for Zach. Uh, yes, uh, Jeremy and Haley did invite me and Ashley to go, but... We didn't save up in time, so we were unable. But we had, may have probably just told you too late because uh, we started over a year ago. Well, no, y'all told us a year ago, and we were gonna start because mm-hmm. I found it, calculated it for Ashley, and literally we just yep. had to put a hundred bucks in savings every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would pretty much what it was. But then everything with Ashley's medical history happened. So anyway, yeah, it all worked. But out. Uh, it all worked out. Maybe, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe it was fun. Um, but anyway, right. <clears throat> so. After a long-awaited time, we are finally discussing Martin Scorsese's silence. And I and I say that specifically Martin Scorsese's. Yeah. Because as you teased over two weeks ago, yeah. uh, this was a passion project for him, which we were kind of talking about off mic. Yeah. Um, and something that I learned today as well that, yeah, he's been trying to get this movie made for 30 years. Yeah. And it was right after he had done The Last Temptation of Christ... He got the novel, mm-hmm. he read it, and he, you know, he loved it, obviously. Yeah. I, I think that it takes a special sort of religious person, I think, to... I don't think you can be overly, overly religious, and I don't think you can be... I don't think you can be not religious. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think to really get the, the grasp of it, you need a nice middle ground. Yeah, and from what I gather, that's kind of where where Martin was in his life when he read the book. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was so like, I have to do this. I have not seen the last invasion of Christ, by the way. It's, it's, on, on, my, sh- it's on my shelf. It's on, your, well, it's on my wish list. It's on my shelf at home. I just haven't um, watched it yet. And if Ashley's Meemaw is listening, she hates that movie. Oh, does she? Yeah, she hates it. I think it's a brilliant <clears throat> idea of, of having, of portraying Jesus as someone who is struggling with real human emotion, like, um, like guilt, regret, mm-hmm. like second guessing himself, things like that. I mean, that's to me that's brilliant. I, I don't see why. Well, see, that's well, you also say that as a Catholic, that's which true. that's what Martin is. Martin, well, yeah, he was a. Well, I don't know if he still is, but I know when he said when he read the book. I don't know book, if I still am. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know when he when he read the book, he said he was uh, from Roman Catholic growing up. Yeah, me too. But uh, anyway, so. Uh, we got. I got to get used to you being back again. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So you'd seen this movie. Yes. I hadn't. It was my pick. Hence yeah. why I hadn't seen it. Um, so first impressions. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. Um, I truly uh, at one part uh, about middle of the movie, I was going to tell you like, bro, this is a horror movie. Yeah. This is not a drama. This is a horror movie. And then it goes back into drama territory but yeah at, at times it's like holy shit like, yeah. this is this is scary it's pretty tense yeah uh but i loved it man you know um as we talked about in length off mic how amazing andrew garfield is right um 
you know, seeing Adam Driver in such a different role, especially uh, this was before he was cast as Kylo Ren yeah, in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is before that. So he, you know, he was kind of coasting on his girls' fame. This is 2016. Yes. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I think 2017 was mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. Because in 2019 was The oh, Last my, Jedi. I can't tell you then. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, ask I think, me how many times I've seen The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, how many times have you seen The Rise of Skywalker? Okay. In theaters. Um, and I own it. There's, you know, I I wish people would talk about this movie more in terms of the performances because, like, when people talk about Andrew Garfield, this never gets brought up. And I think yeah. it should. It's almost like no one saw it, which is weird. I don't know if that's well, true or not. But, well, I did read that it, even though it's a critical success, yeah. it was considered a box office bomb. I think because... Maybe the subject and the length. It is pretty long. Yeah, yeah. Clocks in at almost two hours. Only about like 19 minutes shy of three hours. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Three hours. 19 minutes shy of three hours. Right. So, so. I mean, the length is, you know, that's going to be a barrier for some. And, of course, the subject matter yeah. being what it is, um, especially in our neck of the woods, I don't think that a lot of people would have seen it. Yeah. Um, even though I, I remember um, but people they saw talking Ho- about it. But they saw Hawksaw Ridge, though. That's right. He did it right after this movie. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I can't swear. You can swear. Sorry, <laughs> Ma. Uh, Ma, um, Ma has seen this movie. She loves this movie, so she's going to be listening to this one. Yeah. Um, um, or watching it on YouTube. But yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I agree. The, the performances alone, um, just, I mean, of course, that, that could be said about any movie, but especially in a movie with this kind of subject subject matter. The entire cast knock it out of the park. Yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be... Oh, man. Can I remember? I don't think I can. They There were um, Hispanic actors oh. slotted to play... Uh, Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez and... and um, oh, they they say it throughout. I know. They do. Um, group. Groupe. Groupe. Yeah. Um, but they dropped out because of how long this movie was in development that they had to drop out. Mm. Um, and so then they just casted um, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield and, and, and a driver. driver, which I think it's fine. I don't see a problem with it. I, They're Spaniards. Spaniards are lighter than most yeah. <laughs> Hispanics. So it's not, to me, it's not a big deal. So I don't know if that... I, oh, didn't, I, I honestly kept forgetting that they were supposed to be from Portugal. In Oh, that's right. They're por- Portuguese. Um, from all the things I read, nobody really mentioned it. So it's not, it wasn't really that no. controversial or anything. Well, like and that. I think, and again, I think it's, you forget. Like yeah, I, I, I forgot that they were supposed to be from Portugal until right. the, the Japanese actors would bring it up. Right. That they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, from, they're Portuguese. Even though they're called Padre the whole movie, which is more, but again, that's also more, you know, Catholic way of saying father too right it's like i mean it depends it depends on where you are oh, okay um okay so I, I, well let's let's hit everyone jeremy with you with you back let's hit everyone with uh that brief synopsis real quick okay um <clears throat> two priests are insistent on taking a journey to japan in 1640 um yeah about 1640 1641 yeah, the the closing but, narration from Dieter Dieter I think when he starts is like 19 1644 um and 
and um, Ferreira was there uh, in the 30s. Yes. And it took almost 10 years for him to get the letter. So it was about 1640. Um, they're insistent of going to, in a way, rescue Father Ferreira mm-hmm. uh, from Japan of the persecution of Christians and Catholics um, as that religion is outlawed in Japan at this time. Yes. Um, and on their journey, they uh, they meet a lot of uh, hiding um, secretive Christians mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, they come across um, their their guide is sort of a Judas type character, and we'll talk about him in yeah. length. Um, hold on, I have his name right here. Uh, uh, Kichu, uh, Kichiro. Yeah. Um, where am I? Okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um. Along their journey, they um, they perform sacraments, they um, hear confessions, they do they say mass, they get baptisms, they um, do what they're there to do, while also spreading the word of Christ. Right? Mm-hmm. They are continuing the mission while searching for their uh, their fellow priest uh, and, and mentor, mentor, yeah, and mentor of theirs. So along the way, they get separated. Um, Rodriguez, who is Andrew Garfield's character, gets uh, captured and betrayed by uh, Kichiro. Yep. Um, and is struggling with the idea of apostatizing. Apostatizing meaning to turn your back and um, and renounce the church, renounce Christ. Right. Yeah. Um. A lot of death um, follows the resistance of apostatizing, um, which some would say could have been avoided. Um, And finally, he meets with he finds and meets with Father Ferreira, who did apostatize, who is living among the Japanese as a Buddhist and as a an outspoken. How would I say it? an outspoken advocate for the persecution of Christians and Catholics, mm-hmm. uh, which is very odd, right? And eventually, after torture and uh, imprisonment, uh, Rodriguez finally apostatized, apostist, whatever, um, and <laughs> he finally renounces the church mm-hmm. and joins Ferreira in their, um, I wouldn't, in their job of um, persecuting and keeping Catholic and Christian uh, ideologies, right? People, ideologies, and symbols out of Japan. Yes. Until the day he dies. Yep. Um, until both of them die. Yeah. Right. Until both of them die. Um, he stays in Japan for the rest of his life. But did he really apostatize? That's the question. That's up for interpretation. So that is silence in a nutshell. Um, obviously, I yada yada through a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're going to talk about it. That's right. Um, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, man. Where to begin? So the idea, really the main, the main drive, the main reason that these two priests want to go and find Father Ferreira is really to 
to prove to Portugal, prove to the church mm-hmm. that he did not apostatize, that he did not renounce his faith. renounce his faith, right? Because to them, he is the mentor. He is the reason they are priests, right? Yeah. And to to turn your back from the church is unforgivable. Well, and as I learned, uh, Father Ferreira was a real priest and a very famous priest because he he did renounce his faith mm-hmm. and he did live in Japan until he died. Yeah. Um, which is wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did a lot of research on the historical accuracy mm-hmm. of the movie today because I uh, was it slow at work? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> and also I did it on my lunch break. Oh, so. nice. Um, and yeah, yeah, uh, for a time, and as the movie explains, there, there, there was a time where um, Japan was kind of okay with it, um, but then you know, and they even say this in the special features of the movie that once the shoguns and the governors learned of how dangerous this could be. That's when it became outlawed Mm -hmm. and, uh, and persecution started and, you know, and so as of now, because I, I wanted to see as of now, um, Japan of course is okay with Christianity. Of course. But they have, I believe it's less than 1% of their population is Christian. Wow. Um, although they do say that most men and women who get married in Japan, um, do have Christian weddings. Interesting. Which, yeah. Which I was like more, less than 1% of the population is, is still Christian, but more Christian weddings are held. Perhaps culturally they feel as if the Christian wedding is more of a traditional wedding. And it's less of the religion and more of the wedding. Maybe. That they're, that they're, that's, that's obviously, I'm guessing, but. Maybe. um, But. That's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, because I do, because I did know from somewhere knowing that, that, yeah, there was this time in Japan where Christians were persecuted and tortured. Yeah. And. Punished and killed. Punished, yeah. Yeah. And killed. Um, not driven out of the country, they were killed. Right. Um, which is extremist, but mm-hmm. as we were talking about off mic, uh, both are neither right nor wrong. Right. So I, that's what this story, what the novel and what the the movie does so well is it's not one-sided. Yeah. Right? Because as we're as we'll discuss throughout this is Rodriguez isn't a saint. No. Right? I think that his stubbornness and in his in his arrogance um of this drive to be Christ like mm-hmm. is sort of blinding him to the harm he's causing mm-hmm. uh to his fellow Christians around him, right? Yeah. yeah. Like um like when when they finally flee from the village <clears throat> towards the beginning of the movie you know and adam driver's character tells him like they died for us yeah and he was like no 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 they didn't die for us and it takes ferrera to tell him like no they've renounced their faith they're do they're being tortured for you yeah to finally kind of make him understand like yeah this, is, this has nothing to do with your faith this has everything to do with you right um which is just so fascinating mm-hmm. it really was man um, so I think we should start there with Rodriguez. Okay. Um, first of all, 
If I didn't say it enough, Andrew Garfield. Incredible. It. Yeah. Killed it. He also <clears throat> lost weight. He's skinny to begin with. Well, yeah, and I read that they both... <clears throat> the commitment, the the physical commitment, especially on Driver's part. Driver lost, I think it was 40 to start, and he ended up losing 60. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they're, well, they're both already lanky. I think at that time, Driver was pretty, like, he was getting pretty buff, I think. And then he just lost it all for, for this. Yeah. Uh, he was a Marine. Yeah. So he knows how to bulk up that, that weight, probably. Oh, yeah. I think people forget that all the time that he was a Marine. I know. <laughs> um, because, hang on, sidebar. It's because I think it's because of how good of an actor he is. Maybe. And also how funny he is. I think that's why people forget he's a Marine. He's a Marine, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, so, yeah, so Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah, crushed it. Um, but yeah, so Rodriguez, yeah, as you've been saying, he's very stubborn, but it's almost a stubbornness that he can't, he can't even see. I don't think he realizes his stubbornness. I think that he is still, he himself believes he is doing the right thing. Right. But at some points he feels like he is Japan's only hope. Yeah. Right. He feels as if without him and without his his i mean it is sort of like stubbornness but uh, without him maintaining his beliefs and refusal to apostatize that um if he apostatizes there is no hope for japan which in and of itself is arrogant because again we get into this sort of th- this weird area of well i understand you're wanting to to quote save these people and convert them to Christianity, but they're doing just fine with Buddhism, right? Yeah, it's it's sort of that, you know, which I've which I've never liked about certain religions is the idea of of converting other people and yeah. trying to talk other people out of their religion and into yours. I feel like that's sort of arrogant, but and that's my own personal beliefs. So I I see both sides. I see oh, like yeah. his willingness. To do what he believes is right. And and what he's trained to do. Right. It's his mission. Right? His mission is to go and spread the word of Christ. Right? Yeah. That's obvious. But the links he goes to and the harm he causes, right, mm-hmm. I think outweighs the good it would have done. Yeah. Right? To him, the good it would have done. Well, and you know, and, and this kind of goes, maybe this is my own personal thing as well, it kind of goes into that, like... It's okay to talk to other people about your religion, but to 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 force it right and try to get them to change, I think is where therein lies the problem. Right, and I I do like the fact that he is still performing these sacraments for the Christians that are there, mm-hmm. right, uh, giving them peace of mind because, like the like the villagers were saying, like we we haven't had anyone to hear our confessions, we haven't had baptisms, we we don't have mass. Right, mm-hmm. the only one that they do perform is baptisms. I'm sorry, that's the only sacrament that they perform because uh, the village leader—that's all he can do. Right, because he's not a full priest. priest. Right, yeah. and and so to have a priest there is so is so comforting to them because they can, you know, they can they can have confession, they can have mass, right? They can um, they can have Eucharist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is the host and the wine communion communion yeah for for uh for a baptist oh sorry communion (laughs) uh i'm not a baptist anymore anyway so 
I and I understand that. You know, yeah. but again, it he gets in his own way. Yeah. Or he gets in the way of others. Yeah, he really does. Which you know, is worse. Yeah, you know, and you know, and he and and I love when we meet the interpreter, and I love that's that's how he's credited, the yeah. interpreter. Um, I can't pronounce that actor's name. He's phenomenal. He just he recently, is great. He yeah. just recently played Lord Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movie. Is that right? The movie's okay. <laughs> but now, but knowing that it was him, I was like, well, he does a great job. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but when I love when we meet him, you know, he he's already kind of written off Rodriguez and even calls him arrogant. Like, yeah, he's yeah. an arrogant man, and. And he'll fall like the rest of them, basically is what he says. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it kind of goes to that, not necessarily old adage, but, you know, his willingness not to bend. Because mm-hmm. eventually he will break. Right. And of course he does. He does. But it's so much stress is caused if he, if he was just willing to bend, I think, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of this awful things would have happened. Yeah, I especially at the end, oh, right yeah. when he no. finally uh, steps on the the Fumi, I think is what they call it. The mm-hmm. um, where they're stepping on the the images of the religion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one was Christ. Like the other ones haven't really been. I think one of them was uh, the Virgin Mary, and yeah, wasn't one of them the one of them was the crucifixion. Yeah, and that one was just Jesus. Yeah. Um, now there is a moment in the film where. And by the way, I am in love with the how Scorsese shows us um, Rodriguez's version of Jesus. Right, that that uh, yeah, that it's almost like a fresco. It's like a painting, right, of mm-hmm. just his face. I love that when Rodriguez is describing how he sees Jesus, and um, and when he closes his eyes, or he sees Christ, mm-hmm. and Scorsese is just showing us the the painting, right? And then later on, when Rodriguez is looking into the stream, yeah, and his face is Christ's face, right? Again, this is where that arrogance comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Where he thinks he has bested Japan, and he he will successfully convert, right? Yeah, uh, or succeed in finding Ferrera and in getting him out of there and maybe even staying to continue the mission. And mm-hmm. that's when he's caught. Right. Yeah. Um, well, of course he was betrayed, betrayed. But, right. But yeah. 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 His, his air, his, uh, his air, arrogance. No, that's not right. His pride really. Yeah. Yeah. His pride is his downfall. And, and, and that's something that, and I love towards the end when he finally renounces, you know, that's something that Ferreira says to him. Like what do you think? Just be, you think that because you're suffering, you think you've suffered the way Jesus has. Mm-hmm. Like the, the two and they are not the same. Right, and I think what the the story does so beautifully is it it's got me for a while. Yeah. I I am I am thinking that Rodriguez is the holiest of holies, right? Mm-hmm. But then I start to see the cracks and the chips, and I start to see like oh. He's doing harm, yeah. real harm, by trying to do good, right? Mm-hmm. And by staying so headstrong, staying so prideful, right? That we're starting to see it. And then, of course, at the end, you're just like, dude. Just get it over with, yeah. You, you've you done enough. Yeah. You've done enough damage, right? And 
and the just the way the story it's beautifully done and it's and it works so well and it unfolds so seamlessly right yeah yeah i i really thought he would have given up and, and renounced when adam driver died yeah i thought that would have been it because mm-hmm. you know especially what the interpreter says to him is you know at least he died clean yeah. you know he he was willing to die mm-hmm. as where rodriguez i don't think it necessarily is willing to die but he's he's being so headstrong right that others are dying for him and again you know i don't want to just bash rodriguez we're not no no no, no. i'm not saying that he's a bad guy he's not no, no, no. again I can bad see. Bad guys don't know they're the bad guys. I I don't. I can see his point. I can see why yeah. he wants to stay strong. I can see why he refuses to apostatize. I can see why he refuses to give up the thing that he loves the most, which is Christ, mm-hmm. and which is his religion. It is he is his religion. Yeah. It is all of him, right? And so to give up something that is all of you is hard, yeah. and you wouldn't want to. Right. No mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's such, and Scorsese does such a good job. And even the screenwriter, I don't remember his name. Uh, they do such a good job. Jay Cox. Yeah. Um, with that line that Ferreira says to him right when he does it is, this is going to be the hardest loving thing you've ever done. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what it is, you know, is, is that's what Ferreira was saying him is, saying to him is yes you are renouncing the church but it's not you're not doing it out of hate you're not doing it because you hate christ you're not doing it because you hate our religion you're doing it because if you don't these innocent people that you're here to help will continue to die Mm -hmm. and uh, and i mean maybe i'm reaching with that no i don't think so um so i was reading some of my some of the things I highlighted. And this one, which one was this one? This one was Vox. Um, and let me see. Um, let me see if this is even worth reading right now. Um, it's He's talking about uh, Rodriguez here. Mm-hmm. Um, he is questioning whether his faith is faith at all and whether God is with him even when he seems to be so far away. Mm-hmm. Um, of course this is when he is, you know, dealing and, you know, really struggling with the, uh, with the apostatize, right. Whether or not to apostatize, yeah. uh, in that moment. Right. And dude, that moment when he hears Christ, right. Yeah. Which is the actor who is the priest in the beginning of the film. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Uh, shout out to his name is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, his name is hard to pronounce. Uh, I want to say Syrian Hines? I think that's it. Um, uh, if anyone has seen... Uh, the Terror, which is great. Uh, uh, AMC miniseries, Ridley Scott. Um, Deathly Hollows Part 2. He's Dumbledore's brother. Mm, yep. Uh, lesser known movies that he probably should have not said yes to. Uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, Laura Croft. Uh, cradle of life or whatever the second one the movie sucked anyway but his performance here is tremendous because i had to look up who it was because um i was like oh we haven't heard that voice yet but we have but yeah um, but it it does stand to reason 
or it brings up the question, I mean, is it Christ, right? Yeah. Because you could, you could just say that it is Christ, mm -hmm. right? That is allowing him to let go and sacrifice what you believe for the benefit of others, right? Yeah. Or he is trying to convince himself right yeah by using a voice he knows and is familiar with uh i didn't think about it like that right to to finally let go yeah to right pretty much tell him it's okay right yeah. exactly um, like if he heard it from if he yeah yeah if he had heard it from the main priest yeah then it would have been fine i i think that you know it I, he might have he wouldn't have done it consciously is what i'm saying yeah. like i think that um because this far he is He's struggling with prayer because he feels as if he is praying to silence, right? Yeah. He feels alone. He feels abandoned, right? In, in this place that is so uh, devoid of um, of hope, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in his case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another great line, too, of, you know, when he he's about to do it and he says, you know, Christ is here. I just can't hear him. Yeah. And, you know, and then that's when he hears... That's when he hears him, but... Right. Yeah, it's... You know, and this is only... You know, we're... When he is captured in the rest of the movie, this is we're still half you know, halfway into yeah. the movie. You know, I didn't think he would get captured until maybe about 50 minutes left of the movie. No, yeah, he gets captured yeah. in the middle, and now yeah. this is... The movie now is a torture movie. Right, and it's... And, it, I think it plays out that way, number one, because I think that... In this scenario, Rodriguez feels that if he is suffering the way Christ did, mm -hmm. right, we are, we're watching him sort of, I think, um, I, I don't think he should be thinking this way, but he is believing that, you know, he is Japan's savior. Yeah. Right. Well, he's their last hope. Well, and, you know, and this goes back to, um, I can't pronounce that governor's name. The uh, Inquisitor. Yeah. He also... That they, guy's amazing. Yeah, he's he's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, Tremendous. I was a little annoyed with his voice at first, but then as the movie progressed, I was like, oh, that's... Did you... I don't think he did it on purpose, but there's a little Rashomon moment um, when he's meeting with that council for the first time. Oh, yeah, time. when he's like, yeah, prepare your testimony. Right. Yeah, and so he's like, hey, Rashomon. It's like Rashomon, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Scorsese did that on purpose. But... Did he know he had to? You know, you know he had, he got to. Uh, but, you know, as I was watching in the, uh, in the supplements for the movie, you know, the Inquisitor kind of targets Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. You know, and more than most, more than the other priests you know, wants to make an example of him. As, yes. You yeah. know, if, if he can do it, then that's, that's it. Absolutely. This and, is it. And that's why he does it in front of all these people constantly. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it, very rarely is it one-on-one -on -one with them. Yeah. Uh, there's usually an audience because he wants, if, if this is the moment he breaks, people need to see it because he has been so prideful, so headstrong so unwilling to apostatize if he does others will see and then that'll be it again it's all to push an agenda they're both yeah they're both doing what they think is best 
in terms of their religious beliefs. Would you like to learn something interesting? I would. Apparently, the Inquisitor... Uh, in, Good in, luck. In Somme? In so Sure. Uh, I'll look. Um, he's a real person as well, just like Father Ferreira. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently was a Christian. Yeah. And then he renounced his faith. Interesting. Um, that is fascinating. That is fascinating, right? Yeah. Um, the main guy who's been persecuting... Uh, Christians and the, and the priests in actual history was a Christian himself until, you know, I, I guess he, he realized maybe how dangerous it could be. Cause, and, and I love that's, that's the word they use a lot yeah. with Christianity. It's dangerous. Dangerous. And I don't, they don't really go into detail of what it means. What, what do they mean by it's dangerous? Yeah. Right. I think, and I'm looking at it purely at a, uh, 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 um, high class and middle class sure. or low class actually the Christianity was bringing hope to mm-hmm. the lower class to the peasants Okay, and the high class couldn't because if they had hope maybe then they couldn't break them but if they break their hope and get rid of the thing that causes them gives them hope I think if I knew more about Buddhism maybe I would understand why it was such they saw it as a threat to buddhism yeah or, or a threat to their daily life right yeah um it's probably just that that gap of difference between the two that well if you're right then, then i've been wrong then i've been wrong and i've been wrong big right yeah it's not the difference between baptist and catholic i think it's it's going to be like a huge difference right right uh, between the two um, Richard Gere, by the way, Buddhist. We could ask him. Uh, get him on the line. Um, yeah, let me just call him. So, Richard, pretty woman. But uh, this is a good way to segue into the Japanese point of view. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, in the eyes of Rodriguez, they are the antagonists. Yes. But from their point of view, but not really, right? They're not. In in their eyes, right? Which is what this movie does so well. It balances these things very well. Yeah, you know, the movie starts where we th- we think the Japanese are the villains. Right. You know, by seeing them torture these priests. Mm-hmm. But then as the movie progresses, we see, you know, especially with the Inquisitor telling the peasants, you know, we don't hate you. We don't, we don't do this to be personal. Like, we don't, we yeah. just don't want this here. Right. You know, and... And then that's when the movie starts to shift it as, well, maybe they're they're not bad people either. Right. And especially when um, when Ferreira uh, shows up at the uh, near the end. Dude, we can spend two hours <laughs> talking his, about that scene. That's my his favorite His sort scene. of explanation of it isn't malicious, mm-hmm. isn't antagonistic. Because he, he's finally understood. Right. His eyes, in, in his point of view, are now open. Right. Yeah. He, he sees... And of course... It's sort of like, I would imagine, um, learning... If you wanted to learn a language, mm-hmm. you go and you immerse yourself, right? Yeah. If you are immersed with you're wrong, we're right, right, and are tortured in that sense, I think your mind will be changed no matter what, right? Yeah. Well, give, it, it, give it enough time. Well, and it kind of goes back to when we first meet the interpreter... You know, and he's having that conversation with Rodriguez about how, you know, there was was a priest here who, you know, taught the gospel. 
but he hated our culture and he hated our language and he hated this and did it. And Rodriguez goes, well, I'm not him, you know? And, and I do believe that it didn't seem like Rodriguez hated their culture. Hated, no. He didn't, he, he was just doing what he was there to do, which yep. was preach the gospel. But then the interpreter goes, well, then you, but did it miss you that we have our own religion? Right. Uh, which is such a great. And again, that's what, that's how I feel personally about it. Right. Yeah. Is if they got their own thing, leave them alone. Right. Yeah. And that's where we can see the Japanese side as they see it as a sort of war on their culture. Yeah. Right. They're coming in with their arrogance saying that they're right. We're wrong. Yeah. Right. Which is also not great. Well, and another great thing from the special features of the movie is, you know, by this point in Japanese culture, they've learned that when priests come, armadas soon follow. So, mm-hmm. of course, they're already on the defensive. Like, okay, if the priests are here, then right. war's coming. Yeah. And better to get rid of this now before yeah. it gets any worse. I mean, by, by 1640, there have been enough... You know, religious war, wars you know, civil wars and yeah, yeah all kinds of stuff in japan there's been enough for yeah. them to have recorded history of it to say like listen man like we're done we're yeah, done with this stuff I'm, I'm i'm done with these religions coming in because it only causes chaos yeah it only causes and war. maybe that's why it's dangerous maybe that's why it's dangerous. i think we maybe just figured it out call martin scorsese <laughs> we did it buddy we figured it out um, we figured it out even though you probably have the answer somewhere. he's probably been like wow really like, this movie's six years old and you just figured it out like wow you guys are idiots you guys are idiots um, never call me again yeah like, okay. how did you get my number <laughs> get out of my house uh, <laughs> um, okay well I want to go to the scene with Father Ferrer sure yeah because um, that is my favorite scene of the whole movie okay uh, mainly because it lasted longer than I thought mm-hmm. uh, which I love it when when scenes are so good they go on, like, it didn't last too long. Right. It lasted the exact amount it needed. Well, and then we have this sort of built up of tension throughout this last half because we keep thinking we're going to run into Ferreira. Mm-hmm. And then we don't until we finally do. And we're like, there he is. Right? Yep. And the rumors are true. He has apostatized. He is living as... Living as a Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, as a Buddhist. And it's... And sh- man, shout out to Liam Neeson. Bro. He's so good. He's so good. Qui-Gon Jinn. Pfft. Oh my God. Um, but I, I love this. It's almost... I wouldn't say a battle of wits, but that's what I took it as. It's almost a battle of wits between Ferreira and Rodriguez. Yeah. Because the, the, the monk that came with... Or the, the priest, the Buddhist priest that came with Ferreira and the interpreter are kind of staying quiet. Mm. Letting them talk. And and Ferreira makes a lot of good points. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when uh, St. Francis came to preach the gospel, he asked how to say the Son of God, and they told him the word for the Son. Right. And he's like, that's their Son of God. Like, that's... And it was just so... And and you can tell it's it's probably been weighing on Ferreira Mm -hmm. this whole time. And yes, he's has apostatized and he's living with that but you can tell he's he's genuinely thought about it and was like yeah we were wrong yeah we were wrong for trying to come in here and push our ideals on on japan and i and i love the analogy he uses 
because you know Rodriguez is like you know the roots didn't grow they they were pulled up yeah and he says well the roots can't grow in a swamp they decay yeah and I was just like oh. I know oh man and you know what what he's saying is it's almost I took it as what he's saying is listen they're not so different what we believe isn't dangerous right mm-hmm. and it's okay that they believe this right yeah it's you know your jesus is their son right in a yeah. way yeah and it's like and that's okay yeah right it's it's okay that they don't believe the same things we do right and um well yeah. and, and you know and the interpreter doubles down on that you know because he tells him, you know, he tells Rodriguez in that scene that, you know, no man should ever try to disturb another man's spirit, that you should always help your fellow man. And then that's where these two religions are the same. Mm-hmm. But Rodriguez is so, not blindsided, but he's just so disgusted really that his mentor right has renounced I think he, that he doesn't right. want to hear it he's still in shock that the rumors were true yeah. and that it wasn't slander it was real right mm. that that he has apostatized that he is living as a japanese that he has renounced um christianity catholicism mm. um and he's still holding out a little bit that he can stay strong right yeah and that is until uh and until he doesn't right until yeah he realizes all of these people that are being held upside down. Which is a, a real thing they would do. Yep. And dude, that little, that incision, so they don't, so the blood doesn't rush to their head. Holy shit. That's diabolical. Oh yeah. hundred uh, percent. Well, see, I, I didn't expect it to go that way. I thought it would be, you know, cause we see it trickling down into his hair that maybe the weight oh, okay. of how much his hair was getting wet. Right. Blood would pull him down. More, but it's but. really just, I don't want you to pass out. You know, yeah, you're just gonna stay upside down for however long, however long we want. You yeah. know, um, the incision is just long enough not to it. kill them, right? Yeah, oh, man, dude. I know. So once he realizes that these people have already apostatized, they have already renounced their religion, um, oh. and and what's even more, what's even more, I guess, disturbing is the Japanese are basically saying you don't even have to mean it in a way because they're saying yeah. it's just a formality, right? Yeah. I need you to say it, right? It's almost like I want to win, right? Yeah. And I want you to lose. And all right, the moment when he steps on the Fumi, okay? Mm-hmm. When he steps on the image of Christ. Um, I don't know if you caught it and you may have already read about it or they talked about it, but you do hear the rooster crow. No. Uh, somewhere in the distance, which is what happened to Paul when he denied Jesus three times in the Bible. Right. Yeah. You can hear the rooster crow. Isn't oh, that, isn't that shit, cool? Dude. Um, and the, the slow motion, oh, of the, him the music, falling. yeah, the music, everything is just so heartbreaking. Right. But also it's some, some sort of a relief, right? You're like, finally he has decided to put his pride aside mm-hmm. and, give these people some peace you know and it's interesting we've been talking about pride that rodriguez has had and that's one of many teachings in the bible is let go your pride right yeah and you would think a priest yeah would have done that from day one but again 
he he is not Christ-like. He is human, just like everyone else. Yeah, right. That's true. And yeah. I think that's sort of the main takeaway from Rodriguez's point of view is that he's trying so hard to be this otherworldly thing, and he's just human. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think it goes back to what you've been saying of he he truly believes he's Japan's last hope. Right. And and I think that yeah, I mean we've we've made that point several times. Yeah. Before. Um, but that rooster crow, that was really dude, cool. that was cool. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Yeah, you gotta rewatch it. Yeah. I'm gonna rewatch it just because so, I, I missed that. Um, and so now we can talk about something that I thought was absolutely tremendous, which was the, which is something Scorsese is so perfect at, is this, the changing of the narration, the changing ah, of yeah. the perspective, right? Yeah. Um, and now that he, now that Rodriguez has officially apostatized. He's gonna. He well, and they said in the special features that they can't go back. They, and it, it is no longer his story. Yeah, the narration changes. Yeah, to Diedrich, uh, a Dutch. Yeah. Uh, traitor, I guess. And I love that we're getting this point of view of someone that doesn't know these men personally, and so mm-hmm. instead of getting these details that we would normally get, I would assume from another from another story, right? Mm. He is talking about them as if they're legends, right? And yeah. he even talks about like how they are um outwardly spoke about, right? Yeah. That these are the the two fallen priests. Fallen priests, right. Yeah. Um that now work to remove all Christian imagery, symbols and people from Japan. Mm-hmm. They are almost basically in charge of it. Yeah, yeah, they're sitting there monitoring all the, the 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 artwork, the the. Uh, um, I mean, we're talking canteens. We're talking anything that could have hidden religious imagery. Yeah, and and I and, and it's another great thing that Scorsese does is he plays with our expectations. You know, we see Father Ferrer like with the the picture of the bird. He's like, yeah. oh, not Christian. And he puts it down, but then Rodriguez picks it up and then he pulls the right. bird down and he's like, no, it's Christian. Yeah. You know, it makes you think that maybe Ferreira may say like, oh, we were wrong. We shouldn't have made you do that. Yeah. But we don't. He never says that. Right. And it's kind of like uh, Scorsese is saying like, no, Rodriguez has made his bed mm-hmm. and he's going to lie in it now. Yeah. And it, it is heartbreaking to watch, especially because the whole movie we've been in a way sort of rooting for him to not give up. Right. And yeah. It, but he's given up. But it's it's a given up that was necessary. He I needed think to so. Up. Yeah, yeah. I think he was causing too much pain. Yeah. Um, and one, and I even tell him that, like, we don't want to cause you pain. Just, just give it up. Now, before we get to the very, very end, yeah, I can hear Zach saying, <laughs> "Kichiro, bro." Yes. We haven't talked about Kichiro. Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, his character is fascinating. Because yeah. he he is so lost and so confused, and he he is a Judas figure, yes, mm-hmm. right? By betraying the priest and Rodriguez, especially mm-hmm. more than once, but he's also a sort of Lucifer Satan figure by um, by the constant temptations that he presents to Rodriguez constantly. Well, well, and they say in the special features that he is, out of all the characters, the most human. Yes, I I, I would agree with that. And 
I I love the way they made him look. Yeah. Right. Just his straight black hair and his darker robes. Right. He he sticks out. Right. Yeah. And I and that's on purpose, obviously. Well, and I love how as the movie progresses, he he go he you start to see the the change in him mm-hmm. each time until the very end when he's kind of cleaned up a little bit. He has his hair pulled back, and he's more and as they call him in the final sequences, a servant. Right. Um, and yeah, he, he is so interesting. And yeah, and I kind of had a feeling I was like, he's, he's probably going to betray them at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the actual direct reference to Judas. Cause he was like, you know, they, they said they'd give us 300 pieces of silver, 300. Wow. Judas only got 30. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh. Yeah. And when he does portray Rodriguez, um, in that scene with the stream, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's and, sort of the nail in the coffin for the Judas allegory. Because, well, because he doesn't take the money. Well, he, well, he says he, he says he doesn't take the money. Says he doesn't take. I the don't money. know if I believe him or not. Neither do I. Um, but he said he didn't betray him for the money. But again, which doesn't make sense. Then he, you know, the the constant back and forth with yes, I'm Christian. No, I'm not. Yes, I will step on the Fumi. Um, I will. I'm with you guys, but then no, I need to save myself. Mm-hmm. Right. It is sort of Judas behavior. But then again, I love the, in one of the articles, I don't know which one, um, <laughs> it talks about him being a Satan figure also with okay. the temptations and with the, yeah. uh, much like the 40 days in the desert. Right. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is sort of, you know, he's, he's almost taunting Rodriguez to apostatize, to well, give up. Well, and, crusade. and that's something else too, that they said that, it's almost like he is there to parallel Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, saying how, like, I'll confess. You know, I sinned, I'll confess, I'll be stronger next time. Right. And Rodriguez almost has to look inward for himself. Like, yes. I'll be stronger next time. Every time, It's almost like every time Kichiro shows up, that's what makes him more stubborn. Yeah, or it's almost like, you know, it's it's testing him in a way that obviously is a little bit different because he seems, Kitro seems so broken and so beyond saving yeah. that, uh, that Rodriguez has to say to himself, am I strong enough to forgive his sins one more time? Mm-hmm. Right. Am I strong enough to let him back in one more time? Am I strong enough to continue what I'm doing? Because if I can't, if I refuse, mm-hmm. then I might as well apostatize. Then I might as well give it up. Yeah. And that's what he's there for. I think that's what Kichiro's there for. Well, and then what I love is the final time we see Kichiro, uh, he doesn't run away this time. Mm-hmm. You know, he still... Do you and I want to ask you? Do you think Rodriguez gave him that necklace? Of uh, what I would assume is oh yeah, a good saint. point. Um, it yeah, it was a, a saint. I don't know which one. Um, I don't know because you know the narr- you know the the Dutch narrator says that you know he claims he won it gambling. Yeah, and, I think Kichiro did find it somewhere else, knew what it was, and wore it anyway. I think that, again, he is so lost that he isn't sure if he wants to continue with his Buddhist lifestyle or 
or embrace the religion his family died for, right? Mm-hmm. Because his entire family died for being Christian. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and you know, in that final scene, he for sure probably died. But, you know, he didn't run away that time. No, he didn't. Um, which I think at that moment, he was probably, you know, I think he had finally decided, you no, know. I'm not going to run this time. I'm, and I'm Christian, maybe. Yeah. Because from the very beginning, he flip-flops, right? Yeah. Um, when the priests first meet him, they ask him if he's Christian, and the guy says yes, and he and Kitro says no, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a back and forth, yeah. right? I think in that moment, he finally realizes that he is. And again, embracing the religion his family died for. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Now, the very end. The very end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez lives his life uh, under constant vigilance, too. Because the Inquisitor still wants his example to be known. And to be pure, right? Yeah. Um, And he never broke. He never wavered. He never spoke about Christianity again. Nope. He never never showed any signs, no sign of the cross, no nothing, no religious symbols, nothing, right? And when he died, okay, he's he's in the thing. The coffin. Did his wife slip him that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I had to look it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She slipped it. Okay. Well, because if you know, she kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because she put her hand in there. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, because you know. Of course, they wouldn't have put him in with it in there. That makes sense. Yeah, because they had they had three guards right. watching him because they did wanted to really make sure. Right. That n- no Christian iconography was going to make it into this. Right, and. I love the okay. So he he dies and is burned according in the, to in, in the traditional Buddhist way. Japanese way, right? Of cremation, yeah. Holding a crucifix, right? Mm-hmm. That his wife slips to slipped on. Yeah, because I think somewhere deep down his wife who he inherited, we kind of skipped over that part. Oh yeah, he inherited which is weird, but uh, probably culturally accurate. Yeah. Um I think she knew deep down he was always Christian, and and he he and it's that same one that he got from that um, from that villager, isn't it? Because he had already given up his crucifix or his his crucifix and his rosary, and before the two priests separate, he gets that that crucifix. I think so. I think it's the same one because when he is still imprisoned, he slips it in his waistband. Hmm. Um. And that's the last we see of it until the very end of the film. And I think he holds on to it and he keeps it, hides it. Somewhere. Somewhere. And obviously his wife knew about it and lets him die with it. Yeah. Right? Um, Which again is this balance, right? I don't know if the movie is saying that he he was never truly Buddhist. And I don't think it's saying he always stayed true to his Christianity because if that were true, then I I don't think he would have allowed himself to live that long with this or unless, (laughs) unless he truly saw the harm he was doing. I'll agree to the last part. Okay. That he did, that he did see the harm he was doing. Right, right, right. You know, and again, I'm not married to any of these ideas. I read it as deep in his heart. 
He was always Christian. Right. He's going to live this way because it's safe. Mm-hmm. People are not going to get hurt if I live this way. Uh-huh. And it's a way for him to still honor his mission. Right. I'm still honoring God by keeping these people safe. Right. Okay. By, yeah. by not, by just performing the status quo. I like that. Um, yeah. That's how I interpret it. Yeah, this. yeah. And of course, I, a, a teacher said this once, and I love it so much is not to define a film by its last moments. Yeah. Right? And so I don't want to define the entire film oh, by, no, no, not by at all. that. Not at all. By the hidden crucifix uh, oh, not at all. in no, the no. burial. Right? But, you know, it is significant. Yeah, right? 100%. It's significant that his wife gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think, again, it's him keeping this balance. Yeah. It's... It's conforming to this Japanese way while respecting it mm-hmm. while still maintaining his original ideologies, yeah. right? Which is what this film is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of course, they'll never find it because it's going to burn. It's just going to burn. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's, man, movie. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch it again. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's it was phenomenal. I mean. And it's, I saw it six years ago. I mean, that was the last time I saw it when it came out. Yeah. I, um, so I'm going to be real with you right now, dude. Yeah. Uh, Raging Bull was probably, this is, this is hard for me. I almost want this to be my, my favorite Martin Scorsese okay. movie. Okay. Yeah. Cause I love Raging Bull. Yeah. But the, the, the story, the level of storytelling in this man is, and again, you know, I, I said it two weeks ago when we teased that we were going to do this, this movie, Scorsese I feel like has no discernible genre, just like, right. um, how did we do? Like Linklater yeah. doesn't have a discernible genre. Exactly. You know, Scorsese de- dipped into the realm of kids movies right. with Hugo, you know, he's dipped in sports movies. Now and... I think they have their, their expertise and their concentrations. Absolutely. I would say Linklater's is, um, is college age, teenage, uh, introspective, existential, oh, uh, you know, sure. comedies, right? A hundred percent. Or dramedies. Yeah. Right. Uh, and his, of course, is gangster films, right? Yeah. I would say. Well, and, and, and Scorsese, and I was also reading that this is the third religious movie he's done exploring these ideas of doubt. And, yeah. you know, first, of course, being The Last Temptation of Christ. The second being... Oh, good luck. I couldn't pronounce it at all. It's something about the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I saw the poster and I was like, ooh. <laughs> this is a Scorsese? Judging movie? a book by its cover. Well, it's a very 90s poster it, as well. It's yeah, bad. Yeah, like almost looked like it was made in MS Paint. That's funny. Like, ugh. But <laughs> it doesn't interest me, so I probably won't watch it okay. anyway. Yeah, right but uh, it's just interesting that he... That, that he... W- not only wants to tell these stories, but tells them so well. Right. Like, even though I've heard that Last Temptation of Christ is so controversial, mm-hmm. it's still a genuinely fantastic movie. Probably, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I will see, see I will see it one of these days. <laughs> I mean, of course, well, I mean, it's Willem Dafoe is Jesus. I know. So. I have to see it. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Um, but I don't know, man. And it just, and I love that it, it simultaneously, it feels like a Martin Scorsese movie, but at the same time, it's not. Right, I agree. You know, you know, you wouldn't think he would do this epic historical drama. Right. 
But at the same time, it's like, well, who other, who better than Martin Scorsese? Right, but then, but then again, it's um, he did Gangs New York, he did yeah. The Aviator, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so he can and he does, yeah, right. So it should be no surprise. Yeah. By the way, Daniel Day Lewis was originally Ferrera. Really. Yeah. And so, and this is insane. Are you ready? Okay. And Liam Neeson was originally Lincoln, and they swapped. Really? Yeah. No offense to D-Day. Shout out to our Phantom Thread episode, but uh, yeah. Liam Neeson crushed it. Eventually we'll do our... There Will Be Blood. Have we done that yet? No. Okay. I have it now. So I've got okay. all of uh, PTA's movies. Okay, good. Because um, that movie's just tremendous and amazing oh. and um, unbelievable. You know, it's so good. But I, I mean, so is this. Yeah. <laughs> we can stick with that. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, are you ready yeah. to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? I am. Um the music's amazing. The cinematography is gorgeous. This movie looks incredible. They filmed it in Japan, right? I believe so. Or at least... Um, Parts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know as we were watching together off mic, uh, they used blue screen for a lot of stuff, which is... You can't even tell. You can't even tell. Yeah, I think Scorsese and Fincher are the best... That digital CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're... Oh, 100%. Uh, especially sidebar everyone, especially because Scorsese's like, it's got to be flawless, right? Like he's we, not gonna, yeah, take we, anything else. As we talked with our Irishman episode, yeah. he didn't want them wearing balls on their heads. Yeah, he didn't no. want dots. Figure out how to do it, and then we'll do it that way. Right. Yeah. And they did. It's a very Buster Keaton way of thinking. It's we're doing it in one shot, or we're thinking something else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I remember putting this movie on my list and was like, yeah, I do want to see that movie. I don't know if we'll get to it. And now now I kind of wish I would have said it earlier. Yeah. God, it was so good. <laughs> I know. It was so good. I know. Uh, man. Yeah. So, Jeremy. Yeah. Now that you're back, uh, what do we, well, what do we, no, yeah, we'll still do it next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll still do it. Um, what are we talking about next week, man, man? That's a good question. Um... Okay. I'm looking at my stuff. That's fine. Um, I'm running out. So am I, dude. We are, we are nearing the end of this thing. I know, man. Yeah, we're gearing up. It's going to, you know, whatever. While you decide, sidebar yeah. everyone, I don't know if we'll do another season this long. It's been hard for me to keep track of all the episodes It's we've hard, done. yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Well, luckily, this is just a one-off, you know, because lucky number seven, that's why we're doing it that's so right. big. It's such an arbitrary reason why we're doing it. I yeah. think it, we fell ass backwards into that reason. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's do... But see, now we're too far in. We have to keep going. Oh, for sure. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to stop. We have to keep going. Can't stop, won't stop, my man. Uh. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, next week, we are going to be discussing... On the waterfront. Okay. Yeah. All right. Some Brando. Yeah, Brando. And I think it's Elia Kazan uh, did um, On the Waterfront. I might be wrong. Let's see. You were right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, luckily, it was right here what within it, arms. He is an incredible filmmaker. If you this look is, at This is what we're doing. If you look at Elia Kazan's filmography, you're uh-huh. just going to be like, holy shit, this guy does everything. Uh, and they're all good, too. Yeah. Um, one of Scorsese's favorite filmmakers, by the way. Really? So it kind of flows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on the waterfront next week. 
And, you know, this was a recent ad for you, which is so interesting. I know. I, I thought about it because I was like, you know what, man? I haven't seen it. I want to real bad. Let's make it an excuse. So let's just do it for the show. Yeah. So I feel bad I haven't seen it, right? Like, I feel like I should. I'm, well, you know, and, uh, I'm the movie guy. I, I also just realized, too, that uh, Chaplin's last movie he directed had Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah, it was something New York or some weird something. title. Yeah, was, I consider Limelight his last film because he did that one after that, and then it was well, he did it two. Oh, okay. it, it did two after Limelight oh, because that, that's after he got kicked out of the country. Right, kicked out of the country. Right. Yeah, thanks McCarthy. Yeah, thanks, dude. Shout okay. out to our Chaplin episode. Yeah, because <laughs> see, and I knew that because of Chaplin. That's the one part of the movie. Hang on, ever we'll close the episode out after this. The uh, one part of the movie that they focused on besides all his relationships is. They kicked him out of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed Silence. Uh, we're glad Jeremy's back yeah. and safe. Glad I'm safe. Uh, and too. we will see you next week for On the Water Fund. <laughs>